What's going on? You are listening to Tag's podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex. So excited to be reunited with my lovebirds, although we're so far apart. Oh my God. <laughs> Jeremy Ross Lopez, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, Lincoln, how are you? We'll get into where you're at. We're doing okay, one day at a time, one moment at a time. But we're doing okay. Happy to be alive, right? Exactly. Happy Let's to get be into alive. just about um, talk about where each other is at. We haven't talked in a minute, and I'm sure everybody wants to get an update. Let's start with you, Lincoln, because you are in California right now. I am right? in California. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make this as brief as possible. My mother had a situation and I needed to be here for her. So Peter, Salty Pretzel, and Lincoln all got on a plane in the middle of COVID-19. There were 10 people on the plane when we flew out here um, on mm-hmm. Wednesday of two weeks ago at 8 a.m. What? That was going to be my next question to you. <laughs> what was the plane ride like? And did you fear for, you know, were people wearing masks and it all was that? so, well, we were, you just keep going because when your mom goes into an emergency room and you have to be the one to be there when she gets released, you just keep going. And Peter has been amazing. We booked the tickets. We got all of pretzels paperwork in order. And we were on that plane within 18 hours of making the reservation. It was insane. And um, there's no one in the airports. There was no one. I made it to Newark in 18 minutes from Chelsea. Wow. Is that insane? 18 oh, minutes. Yeah. We That's literally like, got in the car, got out of the car, and we were there. Yeah. <laughs> it was, un- there's no one on the streets. Um, when she called for the plane, she says, We'd like to board everyone with a disability or with children or who need extra time. First class. Group one, group two, group three, everyone on board, let's go. <laughs> like it was literally 10 people. They, what I, I did find interesting about the plane is everyone was wearing a mask. They offered everybody first class. I, they didn't offer it to me and Peter, I think, because we had the dog. So everyone was like, ooh, first class. And everyone went up to first class. And then we were in the back of the plane by ourselves. So I didn't feel like it really honored six-foot distancing yeah, when you're all sitting together, all at the front of the plane, I was like, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, and then, so we were in the back on our own with the dog. And then when we got here, both Peter and I had set up the paperwork in New York that we could get tested for COVID the moment we landed here. What was that process so, like? Because everybody talks about how it's difficult to get the testing or it's not just the easiest process. Yeah, well, you know, I think... I think the way that that's actually happening in real life is it depends on your situation. Because I had no interest in running to get a test immediately. I'm not sick. I have no symptoms. I'm very limited in where I was working in New York. So I didn't have it. When it happened, it would happen. But I called my doctor and said, I'm leaving for California in 10 hours. I am going to my 82-year-old, 82-year-old mother who just got out of the hospital I have no symptoms, but I can't not go. Can I please right. get a test to at least know where I, where I stand? Not that it's going to change in any of the behavior. You know, like it's, we're doing our best to wear masks. We're not sitting all at dinner together. The house is open all day with all the windows open. So we're trying to keep the airflow going. But this is like, I had to do it. 
And the test came back that I've never had it and I don't have the antibodies for it. Wow. So, and I don't have any symptoms of it. So there's no evidence of COVID in my body or around me. And same with Peter. So the... And then real quick, was it that test that they, that horrible one that you've seen before where they put that swab all the way that was right that was not my test because they do that test from what i have heard or what from what i've experienced they do that test for people who have symptoms if you're asymptomatic they test you through your blood for the antibodies to see how long you've had it or if you've had it and then if it says you had it they might then do the swab test but since there was no evidence of it anywhere in my body there's no reason for me to do the swab test and i still knock on wood don't have symptoms. And neither does my mother. She was tested in the hospital for it. And her, what she has going on has nothing to do with COVID. So um, I literally shut down the bakery until further notice. I'm probably going to open the bakery on June 1st and take the whole month of May off to make sure my mom is in a good living situation, to make sure she's back to more of her normal self. There are a lot of... You know, you know, everyone listening to this and Stephen, we're never ready for this to happen to our parents. Right. No matter how prepared my mom and I are, all of a sudden it's like, it costs that much. We don't have that insurance. What what accounts do you have? Like all that, you know, I'm talking to attorney, like, like my, we had all the power of attorney and the health directive and all that stuff, but it had all of my old information on it. Like my old bakery address. And if I'm going to file it with Kaiser, I want to file it with the right address. So then I'm with the attorney and it's just, it's, it's like another full-time job. And I'm still in the same triage mode that I was in when COVID hit of like, hit the bakery, go, 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 whatever it takes, do every order, do whatever it takes, go. Just redirected. Right. And then I went, okay, well, can't do the bakery anymore. Shut it down. Put everything in the freezer that we had in the bakery put a notice on the website that says we're, we'll fill orders as soon as we can. We are closed temporarily due to a family emergency, not COVID, because it has nothing to do with that. I have 68 orders in my inbox so far. And every order I get, I email them and say, thank you so much for this order, especially during this time. Unfortunately, I had to close the bakery because of my family, but you're in line for the moment we open up. We're baking fresh product. We'll get it straight out. It'll probably be after June 1st. I've emailed every single customer and only one customer wrote back and said, or or I said, or I can refund your money right now. Like I'm not, if you order, I'll just refund you and you can order in the future or you can leave your order and leave it in, in the queue for when we get there. We'll get it out as soon as we can. And out of 60 whatever orders, one person said, please cancel my order. It's only because it's for someone's birthday and it's in two days. Oh, and if well, you're not back in June, it's not going to work. I'll order right. something else and I'll order with you in the future. So the beautiful thing about this COVID thing is it gives my very selfish here. It's more about my mom than me. It gives me time to get her in the right place. And everyone's empathy is so understanding and open and wants us all to survive that I right. haven't had any real blowback. You know what I mean? It's yeah. I, that I know of famous last words, but at least that I know of. Right. Well, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it's really great that you have been there for your mother. And since we just had Mother's Day yesterday. Yeah. Um, did I'm you so guys see the thing you. I did on Facebook by chance? 
I did on I, my on the bakery Instagram too. I did yeah, a reenactment of a photo of me and my mom when I was like four years old. Oh, and I did a reenactment of it in real life with the photo behind us. And then there was a little live video that I wanted to make. And of course she made it all about her. And I was like, cut. And that was the funniest one. So I posted <laughs> that one. It was very cute. My mother's I wonderful. My mother's I'm- wonderful. And like so many people in the world and mothers in the world, she gives everything to everyone else and doesn't always take care of herself. And that's really why I'm here to make sure she's taking care of herself. Well, we wish her so well, definitely on that. And thank you so much for sharing all that. That's awesome. It was a lot. Thank you. No, thank you. no, not at all. <laughs> I I'm really... <laughs> Jeremy, um, let's check in with you. I know how have you been doing? And I know you uh, got to celebrate with your mother yesterday because you've been with her for a while. Yeah, we actually have been together for like 60 days now, I think, in counting. But uh, I've just been working a lot, I, and it's odd that I'm remotely actually busier than I ever am at the office, and uh, I've really just been relaxing otherwise. I've been uh, just spending time with my brothers and my parents, and that's it. So we're all kind of just quarantining together and drinking on the weekends. Uh, during the week, we're all pretty productive just working from home. And uh, yeah, my office said that they most likely aren't going back till September. Wow. Wow. So I honestly don't have any, <laughs> uh, I, I'm not exactly planning to spend my summer in Manhattan, to be honest, just because we all know how hot and sticky that gets. So yeah, I'm going to be working remotely. Wow. And, and, and since you, your mother lives in a very nice area outside of Boston with sort of like a great outdoor area, correct, and nature is yeah. all around, why would you, of course, want to come back here, right? Right. Well, the yeah, other thing... the cement jungle, not so far. The other thing I thought about logically was, I mean, I love New York so much, but the beaches are far. And the only way to get to them if you don't have a car is the MTA, which really at the moment is only being used for like essential people. So I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm going to save my hour and 20 minute ride on the train to get to a beach in New York and just. Good for you. Listen, I think it's called, I I think it's going to be called shake up summer. Yeah. Nobody, nobody is doing what they planned. Everybody is dealing with being extremely present, which I don't think is lost on anyone that, everyone being more present is a good idea yeah. and going, okay, I guess this is going to be vacation. I didn't think right. I'd be a, an entire month in Northern California, but it's beautiful out here. But right. the problem is it's still quarantined. Yeah. Correct. So all the, all the streets are empty, all the mall. It's crazy. Yeah. It's still it's crazy. Normal, yeah. Which is interesting. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting too, because as you see parts of the country opening up, you know, in minuscule amounts, there's no sign, particularly in the larger cities like California, where you're at Lincoln and like New York here. And I would imagine Boston being a major metropolitan city too, that things like that we all know and love like bars and are just going to be sort of last on the totem pole and don't show any signs of opening up anytime soon, much less 
festivals that we all attended, all the gay prides that really kicked off when COVID-19 began are all being canceled left and right. Summer's going to look definitely very differently. And I mean, it would be nice to forget about the bars and all just to be able to kind of socially distance and get together with you'll be in the city Lincoln, I hope. So I hope I can see you from afar or something on our rooftop or (laughs) something. Yeah. How is Manhattan doing by the way? It's still shelter in place until May 15th, right? Did they extend it to June 1st? Yeah, I think Friday there's certain essential businesses of for the state of New York. So that does not necessarily mean Manhattan, of course, but right. nothing that is like, you know, a restaurant or anything like that, I think is probably not until, I would imagine, June. And even then it's going to be, because then you have to always keep in mind, like, well, who's going to be willing and want to go to all these places anyway and frequent them when yeah, you don't even I, know what you're walking into? I know. I'm I saying this is so porn. Say it again. I said, I feel like I would be so torn. Like, I I feel like I would want to go, but then I, you don't want to be the first one. I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, I think it's going to, I mean, I say I'm going to come back on June 1st. But the truth is, if I have to bump it to the fifteenth, my the the fifteenth of June, so be it. I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, business isn't there. There's nobody out in the streets anyway, and all the gyms that carry the bakery are closed. My classes are all canceled, and I think gyms in New York City are phase four. I heard. I can see I that. Really yeah. Hate. Yeah. But here in California, it's interesting. There was a news uh, thing about the Bay Club in California, which I actually taught at and got certified at here in San Francisco back in early 90s. And they were talking about the way they were going to open because they could technically open, I think, here in California in phase two. And that there will be um, every third treadmill will be able to be used taking time at the gym, you'll have to make an appointment for the gym so that they don't hit a certain maximum. Yeah, using their, a friend of mine, she works for the Bay Club in Walnut Creek, actually. And she- Yeah, 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 down the block, Stephen. God is my witness. Okay, so um, (laughs) it's our good friend, and she was saying she works in signing uh, registration and all, and people will have to go on their app to- not only say what time they're going to come in, but almost like utilize the app to say what they're going to use and they'll have to be records of it. And like you said, yeah, every machines will definitely be closed. And yeah, and they're I'm going sure to keep track of them. My, my class limits will be limited. The, the beautiful thing about Northern California and California in general is that there's space. In New York City, we're so dense. I'm not saying anything that's new. We're so dense in New York that at least here, when you go to the gym, it's the size of a football field. You know what I mean? Right. You, don't really have, you don't have a lot of those in New York City or in the major cities, you know, depending. Well, exactly. Well, let's just get into a few topics that have come up in our gay little sex world that we yeah, love. Yeah, enough about the COVID, more about the sex. <laughs> what is happening? Well, what's, you what's know, not <laughs> You know, there's, unfortunately, there's uh, been some predictions from a lot of people on 
once the once we're allowed to kind of meet up and everything is everybody going to go on this sex ramp rampage and so on and so forth and unfortunately they have in china found coronavirus found uh in men's semen have you guys heard of that story no and no yeah which is making it sort of like really like now it's a sexually transmitted disease now the the thing about the studies right now that everyone should know and don't totally panic right now is that the the amount found in currently in all the stories that they're talking about in men's semen does they're not quite sure yet if it's actually infectious so in other words it's right. showing up in men that have had covid-19 right. virus at one point survived it and then in their semen, they found traces of it, but that it's not 100% sure that it's necessarily infectious, which has been sort of the case for other diseases like SARS and things of that nature. So don't totally panic right now. And there's plenty of stories. I'll put some links on tagspodcast.com just to kind of keep aware of, but it's like, that's the last thing you want to hear because you can just imagine there, this, I was reading a whole nother story about how once the floodgates open, is it going to be a fuck fest? And one doctor obviously mentioned the story that I'm citing, but the the findings that they interviewed different people were not everybody is going to want to just immediately. I mean, there are going to be a lot of people maybe at first that are going to want to you know go have a fuck fest, but there's going to be a lot of trepidation and. And I don't know, not necessarily going to just, you know, go right into it. I mean, I don't know. What are your guys's? Yeah. What are your guys' thoughts? I know, Lincoln, you're in a relationship, but um, what are your guys' thoughts on this? I kind of think like you said, I think it would, I think it's going to really end up being uh, 50-50. And I think it's going to, I mean, for myself personally, I'm not in really any rush. So I feel like I'm definitely going to be one to take my time and go back into it. And I don't know, I'm just, I'm definitely not going to just rush into anything after all of this, just because this is so not a normal time and just not a thing that any of us have ever like gone through or experienced. So I, I think it's smartest not to, but I mean, I also know that to each his own and, yeah, I think it'll be 50-50, to be honest. I think that is totally my point, is to each his own. I think there's going to be people that are horny beyond belief, and they had COVID back in February or whatever, and they're going to think they can't get it again, and they're just going to go out and do what they want to do. And other people that... it's It really depends on the person. Mm-hmm. I think the person is going to decide. there will be, And then when you get there... What exactly is the atmosphere of you and one other person or you and a group of people or you and what what is happening? It's going to depend on the actual it's going to, again, make people more present as to what the heck am I doing? You know what I mean? And I like that present that you keep mentioning, because in some ways that's, you know, a great wake up call. And for a lot of us and I agree with you that I'm that people are going to maybe think a little bit more or people like you said, Lincoln might just think, well, I got it already. So 
you know. Right. Or I I'm never okay got it, it, and all I want to do is put my dick in somebody. What's the big deal? And they could wear a condom, and and there'd be no big deal. And you could mm-hmm. take a showers before and a shower after. I mean, there's a lot of ways to get around any activity at this point, because we know it's highly, highly contagious. But we also know it's not just in the, I don't want to say it's not just in the air, because some people think it is, but it's within like six feet away from you. Droplets drop and weather changes. There's going to be circumstances around it. You know what I mean? I do. And I think the reality is, and I think it would be naive of us to think that people aren't already hooking up even during this quarantine moment. I mean, I don't think it takes anybody just to look on any of the apps and myself included have been on there and have had people, Hey, you're close. Can you host? And I've had other people, we've talked about it on my live podcast where people called in and said, yeah, they've, somebody wanted to kind of come over and suck them off in, in their driveway and so I think it would be a little <laughs> nice to think that, yeah, I mean, people are well, hooking a up. Little re- a little reporting from California. It's totally the same way here. Because whenever I come back home, I always pull up Scruff because I have a bunch of buddies on Scruff that aren't necessarily fuck buddies, but they're just friends. And I really have no other way to get a hold of them. So when I go into the city, I say, hey, what do you guys? And that's the way I like meet them at the stud or meet them at the Eagle or meet them out. So when I got here, I automatically pulled it up just to see who was around and an old friend of mine haven't caught up with him forever. But during that catch up, there were like six people that were like, come on over. Are you hosting? Can you know, I have a group over here. And I'm like, what? is there oh, not a COVID God. warning on the top of your scruff app? Come on. <laughs> so it's happening everywhere. It is. And I was talking, uh, there was Dr. Fauci, the leading doctor on all this was saying that everybody that does want to hook up, you know, there's a relative risk. Everybody has to decide on what your relative risk is. Totally. And take that into consideration. I don't know about groups and parties of that nature on how those are, you know, constructive of any ways. And it gets me to think a little bit about how when things do open, like we could talk about bars, but what about all a lot of the bars that I particularly have enjoyed throughout the years? And we've talked about it briefly, like Laboratory, Lincoln in Berlin, yeah. which is a huge sex club. And there's a plenty of sex clubs here in the city I live in. Chicago, Jeremy and I, there's, we've seen a lot of them when we've gone over there for... Yeah, for IML. For IML, International Mr. Leather. And, you know, when you talk say Lincoln about gyms on how they're approaching, you know, is it going to be a situation where sex clubs are going to have to have an app and right. you, know, you have to say what you're going to do and what you're, I'm going to get fucked and I'm going to come in between, <laughs> you know, 1130 and 12 a.m. Wouldn't that be crazy? And, Wouldn't that just yeah. be insane? <laughs> and you have to upload everything. Yeah. Are they going to take your temperature, you know, right. your ass? And I don't know. It's you know just, what it, I will say? The temperature thing, I think, is a thing. I Because if you have a temperature because of COVID-19, you have a high viral load. And right. you are spewing every time you breathe. That's true. So if they just marked everything off, like every time I go to Kaiser with my mom and they take my temperature, I'm like, cool. I'm glad everyone in this room, in this building, 
has had their temperature taken and is not in my area, they're in emergency. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I do yeah. think we will refine this as time goes by. Absolutely. It's a great indicator right away. I, I've heard of schools even where the one, the few schools that are opening up are taking their temperatures every hour, I believe, or something you know, crazy like that. But when you have something like this, you're, as we all know, your temperatures can go up and down. Or when you have, all of us have had a fever at one point in time and your body's just fighting it off. So you're right. You're spewing off that. And that's probably one of the best things that people, that businesses can consider to do. Hopefully it's that one where they just kind of put it at your forehead and can tell right away. Is that what they did for you? Um, oh yeah. And it doesn't even, does it, did it touch my forehead? I can't even remember. I think it was touchless that it didn't even touch your forehead and, and it was instantaneous. And I know, like, I know as a small business owner, the bakery is not going to be open for people to come in and walk around and leave for a long time because they touch the product and things are stuck to the product. And I don't want to get anybody sick. That's all I've ever been about with this by the way, we got off sex really quick and back to COVID. That sucks. <laughs> Doesn't that suck? <laughs> we'll get back on it. We'll back to get the back sex talk. Back to the sex talk. Anyway, I just know that we're going to have to have like an entry to the bakery and people stop and pick up their order or tell us what they want. It's not going to be walk around and touch and feel. Not, I don't think, for a while. I agree. A lot of people. You know, it's just not... It's not smart. That's all. I was also wondering, like, do you think when the bars open, are we going to be like standing around in masks? Because I kind of feel like that could be a possibility. Well, interesting, Jeremy, because I was talking to a friend of mine who works in the hospitality industry in general and who did run a a gay establishment for years. He said he would be willing at some point to go to a bar if it meant he had to wear a mask. He wouldn't really care. And I thought... Well, that's all fine and dandy, but what about when you want to, I mean, are you just going to stand around? I mean, bars only make money by selling drinks and how, like the airplane and all things of that nature, it's all fine and dandy to wear your mask, but when you want to sip your drink, you got to pull the mask up and reveal your mouth. And so how does that really work? Well, I think being out here, listen, I've visited people since I've been out in California because there's space. So I went over my my god sister's house and we walked around the side gate and stood in the backyard and had wine and talked and all that stuff. And when you drink, you lift it down, you drink a little bit, you put it back up. You just try not to talk on people the whole time because that's how you're going to get it. You know, like we're, we're going to adapt. It's going to be awkward. Well, and I bet some people are going to be really comical about it. I'm hoping. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, think- we need a little humor. You know what I mean? And the, and the masks are getting more creative at more and more. There's a, so many great ones out there. Yeah. But easier to do if, like, yeah. I was to come over to your place or such and such. But at a bar, it's harder because particularly in major cities, the whole vibe of a bar is that you want there to be a lot of people. And, and right. people are on top of each other. And to, yeah. Jeremy's point, yeah, I mean, would you be willing, Jeremy, to go to a bar? And how would you feel about that? I don't know. I feel like I'm I would be I'm still torn about the idea because I like can't wait to go out. But then yeah. at the same time, I really can't stand the mask. Like I 
can't breathe <laughs> any version of one. I've tried the bandana. I've tried a leather one. I've tried a fabric one. They're just annoying. I mean, I, annoying. I don't want to harm anyone. So I don't know. I feel like I would definitely try it, but I wouldn't be there for long, to be honest. I think at least at first. Right. Jeremy, try flying. It, oh, by the way, the plane ride to California was also like five hours and two minutes. It was the fastest wow, flight that's so ever. Fast. But I wore an N95 mask. So did Peter the entire flight. Oh, my Sitting God. in a chair. And did you guys, this is a little something. Did you guys know what the 95 stands for in N95? No. I know, right? I didn't either. I thought I should know that. And then when I heard it, I went, oh, it, it blocks out 95% of all particles. Wow. And I know. That's what I've been I did the same thing. <laughs> you may have taught our, our friends listening to this show to a little something, too. And I like that. Yeah. You know, and- Martha- go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say Martha Stewart's uh, mission statement was learn something new every day. So whenever I have one of those moments, like, oh, my God, the 95s, I'm like, oh, it's a Martha Stewart life lesson. Learn something new. We all learn something new today. Yay. Well, one of the things I've been relearning, because you can maybe relearn things, aside from relearning that I'm really getting back into my old stretching days and yoga. I've also relearned and remembered phone sex, which has been coming up for different people. And I actually tried it with somebody that messaged me out, um, on, found my email and messaged me and kind of led the phone sex conversation. And it reminded me, Lincoln will know a little bit about this just because this used to be one of the ways that we used to kind of connect with people back in the day. And it did take me a few minutes to kind of get into it all because of the uncomfortability of just talking about sex like that. But it does get into imagery in your mind and taking your time and listening to the other person's voice that can happen, I think, in regular sex. How often yeah. do so many of us like talking dirty and getting into it in bed? And it does kind of explore and expand your imagination. I don't know. Let's start with you, Lincoln, on how you feel about phone sex, or have you ever done it in the past? Well, I'm a I'm a dirty talker by trade. <laughs> so whether it's <laughs> why did on I know phone, you were <laughs> right? Whether it's on the phone or in person or whatever, I'm usually a very verbal person. Um, but I do remember the the phone sex lines way back in the day, and just how my imagination was so electric and all over the place over just somebody's voice or a couple people's voices compared to now where it's so fed with every visual possible. Back then I didn't, there was no visual. I didn't see porn really. It started with the phone sex. So it was all still in my brain. Still the best, I think. And it does make you think, like I used to take when I lived in LA, speaking of California, the groundlings, the famous groundlings improv acting classes and you have to really think on your feet and go with the flow and make a choice and a decision really quickly and and do it from the heart and do or do it from you know your dick in this case <laughs> and it gets you really kind of creative and and I think once you tap into like releasing that blockage of uh oh they're going to think I'm crazy or who's watching me or I'm going to sound this way. 
all those things in in improv you can't the minute you get in your head with all that like what do i look like or my is is the moment that you come across as fake or right and and translates to the other uh, the audience well the same is true for me in phone sex is that I got to let all that go. And it did take a moment or two or a couple minutes because I had to relax. But once I did, all the barriers came down and I, it was like improv for me. <laughs> Jeremy, oh, what are your fun. thoughts? Yeah. yeah. Improv. <laughs> I, I Own sex improv. I feel like I've, the only version I've done and enjoy is texting, which I know is such sounds so cheesy and corny, but, I'm definitely, sexting. I'm good with my words. So I feel like it's rather sexting than phone sex, but I don't know. Phone okay, so wait, I have a little... question. It, yeah. Is that with emojis and photos or just purely word? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely emojis. So my favorite emojis, emojis okay, are the tongue, the splash, of course. <laughs> and I always use the plate with the fork and the knife on the side. Oh, oh that's ass. a good one. So eating ass, yeah. I do like the tongue, the the splash of uh, water, and then I do uh, a peach or. I was gonna say the peach. Yeah, the peach or the piece of cake, and then I do uh, <laughs> the plate with the uh, knife and fork. That is awesome. Okay, good. Let me, yeah, let me ask you this, Jeremy. Were you, when you have had sex with guys, if you can remember way back when the last time you had sex, (laughs) (laughs) um, were you a very verbal person in general, or did you have your partner? Did you mind if they were verbal, or how did that work? I kind of like not too much talking. I don't mind the little like whispers, and I mean, like when you whisper in someone's ear. But I'm I don't love like either like full blown conversations or like too much talking, but I definitely vibe off of uh, like moaning and groaning and stuff like that. What about another language? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no? Yeah, he only knows one right now, I no, think. Please shut the fuck up, please. Thanks. <laughs> no, I gotta say, uh, this is such a stupid story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. <laughs> My barber is Russian, and Ooh. I built a barber shop with him on 7th Avenue that ended up being a disaster. But when we were designing the shop and putting in the floor and putting in the roof and you know all the ceiling and all that stuff, him and his brother, he would talk on the phone to his wife in Russian. And him and his brother would talk in Russian, and I would get the biggest heart on and be like, what are you two doing? <laughs> like we yeah, have that kind of relationship. They're totally straight men with kids and everything else, but that repetitive, deep Russian. And he was probably telling his wife to, you know, kiss his good kids goodnight or whatever. But I was like, this <laughs> is the hottest rhythm ever. What is happening? <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. And I'm all about uh. vocal affectations. And if anyone knows me, I love an accent. So yeah, yeah, I'm kind of with you with that too. Oh my and by God, the way, him and his so- him and his wife listen to the show because I've told barbershop stories here before. Remember with Xavier and all that, they watched the live show. So I can't wait for them to hear this episode. That's it's so funny. Great. Steve makes people repeat things all the time when they have an accent. He literally loves it. <laughs> listen, I host an, an audio podcast. I'm all about the voice and the power of the voice. So, of course, I'd be into phone sex and accents and everything. 
of that nature. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, in the name of people getting creative in this COVID-19 related to our sex lives, I had uh, a couple weeks ago, I, I had the guys over from a Adonis Lounge talk about their virtual stripper parties that they're doing, which are getting really creative. But there's a, a, a story about a Portland, Oregon strip club that was really actually for women's strip club that an, a local, so they obviously had to close down and this strip club in particular served food. Well, they closed their doors like everybody else did. They got contacted by a local events company, you know, events company with all the staging and the curtains and, and, all, and microphones and DJ equipment and pitched the idea to this strip club that, hey, during this time, would you want to do something where they had this sort of drive-in parking lot and they partnered up. So now when you drive in, somebody comes over to you and gives you a menu that you can order your food. Then you drive your car over to this staging area with tents and everything and strip poles and staging. And they have these dancers. Oh my God. And then the strippers are have poles and they have their masks on and they're dancing to, they have a lighting system because the event company brought in a lighting system. So it's, it doesn't look cheesy or weird. And they're putting on a full on, you get about two, about three songs and the strippers even will through this poll hand each driver a, a roll of toilet paper because we all know toilet paper is a hot, hot commodity Jesus. right now. So you get you get three or four dances, you get a roll of toilet paper, and then when all is said and done, so the dancer hands you your food in a wrapped plastic bag, and you, you go on your way. And I guess you could tip them, too. Wow. That's a creative way to get turned on. I love it. It's a creative way to get turned on, and it's a creative way to keep business flourishing. And yeah. obviously, this event company... Event. I used to work in the event industry, and events are only as good as you can plan them, and they're probably just sitting there. So I love this collaboration that people are having to, you know, keep things fun and keep business going as best we can. And I just had to commend them. Um, it's cool. And then lastly, before I guys let you go, um, I've noticed something recently. Have you guys noticed that people are coming out of the woodworks in all forms of either your Facebook, social media, email, texting than ever before? And in general, I would argue it's such a great thing. I've reconnected with so many people that I hadn't heard from in so long, long lost friends, or just people that I hadn't really had kept in contact, maybe because they live in in California. And it's been really lovely. On the other hand, there's been <laughs> a couple other people or one person in particular in my life that really did me wrong. And I mean, real housewives kind of wrong, that kind of like nasty thing that, oh God. you know, <laughs> you're really bad. And so <laughs> I thought, you know, it got me thinking that. And so this person came via Facebook, um, messenger kind of crawling back and saying how didn't really apologize for anything but was really just sort of tail between the, his legs type deal yeah. and i'm sorry they didn't get a response back from me 
there could be a pandemic going on, but some people are meant to just go away. Shante away for good. (laughs) (laughs) There's no amount of pandemic that, sorry, your, your apologies. And I wish everybody well, but Sorry, not everybody gets a pass just because we're in a pandemic. I don't know. Yeah, Have you guys I, noticed any of that? Yeah, I definitely I agree, agree with you. I wouldn't. I agree that it doesn't uh, take precedent for things that happened in the past. You can't just not address it and be like, "Oh yeah, now let's be besties again." It doesn't work like that. But like kumbaya, just because we're yeah, and all is forgiven. If you didn't think about me before, prior to this pandemic, now right. is not the time to use a, a global pandemic to kind of. And like you yeah. said, it's sweet to hear from people that you haven't heard from for a while. Like I, I heard from some uh, bartenders that I used to work with, and that was really sweet and <clears throat> uh, unexpected. And it's definitely nice to feel yeah about at this time from anyone but i mean if it's very left field then yeah i agree it's not not gonna get a response you know what i don't know i'm not to push back and i know we're not solving world peace but (laughs) if anyone's in the program or part of the program making amends is a big deal so if someone does reach out from the past and they're just trying to make their own amends for their life there's also no problem to going okay hear you hope you're well, stay safe and healthy and move on. Like you could, I don't, I think that reaching out to people that maybe you wronged or that you fucked up and just doing your best to apologize or just make contact or whatever. I don't know. We have nothing but time. Why not at least go, you know, all the best to you. I heard you were doing well and I hope you keep doing well. Goodbye now. Like you're not going to meet for lunch, even if you wanted to. So in a lot of ways, I agree. And in, in some way, I think it's always, you know, if somebody reaches out and this person didn't necessarily require a response back. In other words, they didn't say, looking forward to hear from you or that sort of right. thing. So sort of they're saying... They're, it's the their other, thing. Yeah, yeah. On the other hand, the things that this person did were so egregious and so... yeah. It, um, yeah, I mean, there horrible, is that point too. You're that, right. That in this long thing that this person wrote to me really didn't address those things that were so egregious towards me. It was sort of like, you know, and there are receipts. I, I do have the receipts, and including a, a major letter that you know. So it's not like you can, you know, wash over stuff when there's a receipt of exactly what you said and all those right. horrible things. So, but I mean, I hear you. And if people want to make amends and without, I, th- I do think it's cool if you do that with, if you just don't expect a response, if you just want to do it because you want to do it, then great. But well, that is what an amends is. You expect nothing in return. From you that standpoint, to clear that, that air, right? Yeah, At least I, I think it. it is. I'm sorry. Don't quote me. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> well, this has been great. I want to thank you guys as always. And Aww. Lincoln, continue being safe and healthy with Peter and Salty Pretzel and your yep. mother, most importantly. And, thank you. And enjoy California. I miss it so much, especially yes. right I about have to now. Say, it is beautiful. You know, it is nice. And I'm in my childhood home. Oh, so, yeah. you know, I've, I've taken oh, over the beautiful. dining room table to get everything ready and do everything. And pretzel comes and lays right next to me. It's life could be worse. So 
Pretzel gets, gets to know your hometown. That's wonderful. Exactly. And Jeremy, obviously, continue being safe and healthy and loving time with your family. I'm jealous of that, too. So enjoy. You as well in New York. I'm sure you're still living your best life. I see I you. <laughs> yes. Follow us on social media. You'll see a lot uh, at Tags Podcast. And in the meantime, continue being safe and healthy. And we'll talk to you soon. Yes. Bye. Also, don't forget to join me for my live weekly podcast this Thursday, 7 o'clock Pacific time, 10 p.m. Eastern time. It's Sex with Stevie, the live podcast on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash tags podcast. It's a lot of fun. It's a live show. It's a call-in show, and we break it down. You can watch it video streaming live and call in and weigh in on some of the hot gay sex topics that I bring up as with my guests and my co-host Cody. It's Sex with Stevie. Lastly, check out our Patreon page. It's where you can get some extra special sexy perks. You can support Tag's podcast and Sex with Stevie by becoming a subscriber at the various tiers. Go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex.